Hello and welcome to Mindfulness Music and More with me, Shalini Bala-Lucas, and my co-host, Mugambi Nthiga. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you and to bring you the fifth season of this podcast, focusing on your mental health and well-being. Our lineup of guests will inspire you, inform you, entertain you, motivate you, make you smile, make you cry, and will always give you food for thought. So do stay with us for the next hour as we talk about mental health and mindfulness, play some music, and meditate together. But first, let's start with a roundup of what's been happening in our lives, Mugambi. How have you been? I'm good, hanging in there. You know, we are in the thick of it as far as the weather goes. But oh my gosh, are we starting every show with the weather? I'm telling you, every time. You have no idea how I'm affected by how it looks outside. No, I do. I think you have a form of uh, SAD. I do. Seasonal I, affective I, disorder. Yes, I do. I lived in Syracuse, New York yes. uh, for a couple of years. And um, it's upstate New York. Upstate New York is renowned for its winters because of all the lakes and all the snow that comes. Yeah. In. I was much younger then. Snows, this whole novelty and the winter had the novelty to it. But many but it, years it goes, later... It goes very fast, that yeah. novelty, like within a few days. Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean like being, being there and you, you, you were studying and, yeah. and, and you had, you, your mind was kept occupied. But many years later, living in Germany for a few months during the winter, that was tough. So I lived in Switzerland for three years oh and the UK God. for 20 and went mm. through all those winters. Mm. Um, I, think, I think as you get older, you also get more grumpy. Yeah. Okay, so I think every week, <laughs> listeners, we're going to talk about the weather and my age. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, I, I, we need I, to stop doing I, that. I do have something. I okay. will be going to um, uh, uh, the coast next month. Uh, Kilifi? Uh, no, to, to Diani. Okay. Um, I'm staying at a nice place and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, it'll be the friend who um, I met last year. Cool. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. Nice. That I'm nice, looking nice. forward to. But you had a very eventful Friday with our guest who was here yeah, last week yeah. at the Nairobi Street Kitchen. Yeah. Very blessed to be hanging around artists all the time. The fact that mental health is being brought front and center by the people who are going through it in yeah. these very artistic ways. I keep saying this. I think Nairobi will be saved by creativity. So cool. I think that's how you save this city and to see people doing it at the grassroots any which way they can. And we've beautiful. done it through theater. We have. So it's we, amazing. We, we have, yeah. Um, I was in a new key for the weekend and this July I'm spending 10 days at my cabin. That's wonderful. I, I'm really excited to talk about my cabin because our guest uh, in the studio today, if you look at his Instagram, he shares a lot. In fact, I got a lot of ideas from his Instagram because he seems to share uh, about cabins. Uh, I think that's his dream. <laughs> so uh, I'm very excited to talk about cabin. So let's introduce him, shall we? Yes. So he is a father, a lawyer, a human rights advocate, radio and TV broadcaster, DJ, corporate MC. Motiv- oh my gosh, I'm tired already, huh? There's so many things. <laughs> Motivational speaker, thought leader, and to top it all off, an ancient alien theorist. <laughs> I can't wait to speak to our guest, who yeah. describes himself as curious, considerate, and playful. Mike Washira, welcome to Mindfulness Music and More. Hey, thank you guys for having me. This is really, <laughs> really an honor to be here with two really great minds and fantastic man. I mean, I love both of you and you guys do amazing things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to your space. It's been wow. a while. I've been wanting you on the show for a long time because <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we But do. what's this obsession with cabins? Oh, so <laughs> the thing with me is I love... Okay, so part of my mental health thing is I believe in energy. And I love... Yes. <laughs> well, because two <laughs> Sorry, weeks ago, we were, we were talking about energy. Yeah. 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 The show is and, entirely and so around for that. Me, yeah, so for me, natural light is such 
a warm thank you yes it is yes. so and, and 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 you know how houses are built like in, in nairobi in kenya basically like there's no natural light in the houses you have some tiny window that's put there that's reminiscent of some jail cell in committee <laughs> and so there's never there's, there's never any warmth in the house so mm. i've always had this thing of if i had a chance i wanted a space that has got huge windows that let in lots of natural light mm. and then just that healing energy from nature it's i beautiful. love it are you are you in the process of actualizing that dream for uh, yourself yes i've done it oh really <laughs> yes, he's got a beautiful glass building in in his garden okay look i'm not a stalker <laughs> but i see a lot of your instagram stuff i you know how people share loads of stories and yeah. i will watch maybe one or two stories and then and then swipe to the net i watch all your stories oh no because there's either a funny thing or something thoughtful or something to do with a cabin or something to do with nature yeah. you share a lot of interesting stuff and the cabins thing is always interesting for me because I have a cabin in Newquay and as oh. I was designing it I was like what's Mike got to say about <laughs> this <laughs> but the the glass building in yes. your garden tell yeah. us about that how did that come about okay so it was very interesting how that came about because this was during covid time okay mm-hmm. and one of the movements that I follow on Instagram is called uh, van life okay So van yes, life that yeah yes. in a van. Yeah. So van life is essentially this community of people who take vans or take old school buses and completely remodel them to become like actual households. Mm-hmm. So I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so amazing. If I could get a van that, you know, could fit this, you know, specification, my son and I could remodel it and we could travel and see the country. Imagine you stay in your van it's got it's it's self-contained yeah. it's got um, a cooker it's got a shower and you drive around the country and you see all these beautiful places almost for free you don't have to pay these yeah. exorbitant prices accommodation prices in these yeah huge hotels you know and it would be a fun experience so that's what i initially wanted to do okay but then i couldn't get the van that mm. could fit the specifications that i wanted because i needed a van that if it broke down somewhere in lodwa mm. i could call japolo to come and fix it <laughs> really quickly <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um but so i couldn't i couldn't find the van so i'm sitting in the house and i'm wondering okay so what am i going to do and so you know i follow all these pages of you know nature and gardens and cabins and all these things and so i saw this guy in germany who had this really beautiful glass house mm. and so when i saw that i was like aha i'd been wanting to do something in my backyard and i saw this is the perfect thing to do mm. so i called a couple of fundis together they came they scratched their heads they told me i was crazy mm-hmm. and then they said give us a week to go think about it mm-hmm. and so that's that's what happened it was really perfect because during covid i was not i was working from home so i could supervise the construction going on yeah yeah and it's just been a blessing and you guys wow. i know you and your son spend a lot of time there cuz you show photographs yeah. um does your son like it he's in the studio can you give me a yeah. thumbs up if you like it yeah there's a big <laughs> thumbs up there it must be great cuz you're in nature all yes. the time yes. and they've got these amazing pots mm-hmm. and things like that sounds great i it? am going to check it out i don't know i have not dude i thought i was following you <laughs> i'm going to do that right no, now no 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 but there are followers and there are followers, followers. Okay, yeah. I'm a follower. So the algorithm <laughs> algorithm always knows you to feed always knows to feed you his content. It always. Yeah. And then also I was just saying off air we miss your dad jokes. What's happening? Why are there no dad jokes? <laughs> uh, and so, and you know I always say to I'm going to listen to this hilarious and he's like yeah. Charlotte that's just really not very good. I'm like yeah but it's Mike and it's hilarious. You know what makes it even funnier mm-hmm. is your re- and Carrie's reaction yes. to the jokes. You guys think it's the funniest thing in the world? But it is. Dad jokes are so cool. And okay. Then, okay. Okay, listen. so I laugh at the joke yeah. and then I'm laughing at you. <laughs> You guys 
laughing. Yes. Oh my gosh. All that is just part of our mental health campaign. Yeah. Mm. Uh, to just have give some people to give the world something to laugh at at mm. least once a day. Yeah. Mm. You know, just one thing that can just take your mind off everything that's happening. So, for example, mm. I was in um, the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and actually, no, I was in Jamaica, and I bought a pie for a hundred thousand Kenya shillings. Can you believe that? You bought what? One pie. For a hundred thousand Kenya shillings, yeah, that's the pirates of the Caribbean. Mugambi, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, no, man. I love that <laughs> You know oh, what the worst? Man. Can I just? No, he get. Let me tell you. No, no. Can I just? I, I saw. I saw. I. I you when saw he, it coming when he a mile it, away. I was like, oh, I see where this one's going. <laughs> can I just say, I'm so daft. I've heard that one before, and <laughs> I saw still didn't, it coming. still didn't see it coming. I cannot tell it. Oh how, okay. my goodness. Let's talk jokes very quickly. Yeah. How do you tell a good joke? Because I cannot tell a joke. I can. I'll memorize it, and I'll think about it, and then I come to say it, and I fluff it up every time. No, so 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 a joke, a good joke has got three components. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and and so this this I learned actually from doing radio. So you've got your hook, your hook, you've got your setup and you've got your punchline. Punch mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, That's by it. the time I get to the punchline, I've yeah. either forgotten the punchline <laughs> or I fluff it up. Actually, every every, 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 every like story, you, every yeah, story you know. follows that structure. Yeah, it's have yeah. you got have you yeah. I can tell stories. Yeah. I suppose good jokes are stories. Have you got a good joke? I no, no you put me on the spot. Yeah. I can't. I can't I can't I can't do it. But you, if you it. put Mike but on the where, spot, you where, get like. Where, where, I mean, we're always, we're always putting on um, improv comedy yeah, improv shows. Comedy, That's yeah. true. And the jokes always follow the same thing. And it's misdirection. The, the thing that makes a joke funny is that you're leading people in one direction. A hundred thousand about the pie, right? For, yeah, for, for I was a, like, a, that's a, a very a, expensive pie. pie. And, then, and then the mis- the, 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 that's that's the, and then you take it left, and the, those are the pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. And I love boom. that. Thank you. Oh my goodness. You have to have a couple more up your sleeve, I hope. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. One oh, that's gosh. gonna make Mugambi. You know, he's a tough crowd. Oh, do, yeah, do you know? Okay, so oh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Um, you know, Yafesi, Yafesi yes. Musoke, yes. he's king of the puns. Mm. In fact, if you go onto his Instagram, yeah, he, yeah. he has a post every week where he takes a word and he kind of remixes. So, Magistrate is a river that doesn't have any bends. <laughs> <laughs> magistrate. <laughs> or Broadband is uh, musicians or plus size, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, yes, and, yes. And, and, and there's, um, actually, just go Google this, uh, the Tower of Humor. Someone actually did um, a diagram that has the levels of humor and puns are at the very bottom and it's the widest. So, it's like a, like a pyramid. Ah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, Puns do their thing. I laugh are, every I so often at yeah. them. Yeah. But Have you heard um, of Tim Vine in the UK? Tim Vine. Yeah, okay, look him up, guys. He's my favorite comedian, and, and he's just one-liners. Mm. Just right. one-liners. He's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And okay. he can do a whole show just with one-liners. And if you look at Ed- Edinburgh Fringe Festival, he often comes out with the best joke of the year. Really? Tim Vine, yeah. He's amazing. Okay. Um, on that note, let's go to your first song choice. It's Holding Back the Years by Simply Red. Oh, man. Now that's showing our age because we all know the song. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> Why have you chosen that song, Mike? Well, that song has a particular significance to me because so back in the days in the eighties, you 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 have to remember this. There used to be a show called Sundowner. Of course, I don't remember. And oh, so Sundowner was that. The only thing I remember from my eighties as a child was Vitimbi. Okay, okay, so, yeah. Okay, so around that still, time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so around that time, yeah. So the show called Sundowner. 
And so I distinctly remember, I got this very vivid memory. We had this big radio in the living room mm. and Sandano would come on. And that was like my favorite part of the day because the sun is setting mm. and the sun rays are, you know, gently all over the house. I, I see where and you like light. Yeah, you yeah, see, yeah, like yeah, that energy. Yeah. So, so that, that reminds me of that time in my childhood. I must have been about the same age as my son right now, about mm. 13. So my dad passed away when I was 14. Mm. Ah, and so it's got very vivid memories ah. for me. Yeah, so it's, mm. yeah. Okay, oh, well, man. let's have a listen. Listen to the 
Welcome back to Mindfulness Music and More, man. Mike, I'm telling you, that song does things to me. It, it doesn't yeah. go as deep, but yeah. there's something about those chords at the beginning. That, dun, 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 oh, that just sets amazing. me. It's yeah. such a beautiful... It's, they don't make music like that anymore. <laughs> no, you're, you're <laughs> right. You know, to, to some that degree, sounds like we are... I say that all the time, and Amr's like, <laughs> you sound... I, I can't understand the lyrics, Amr. He's like, you're just old now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you see, the, 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 there's something about... The music back then had soul. Soul. And you could tell that the artist actually took time to... Think about how to write these lyrics, communicate a certain concept or certain feelings to the audience. And, it, you know, it just drew you in. Now yeah. I think it's just, you know, let's get the hottest thing out <laughs> for the summer and make a quick buck and move on. So I have, I come from a different point of view. Yeah. I, I think what you say is not incorrect. But I think there's a lot of soul music that's mm. being made now. You just have to dig a lot harder yeah. because I think with Spotify and, you know, podcasts mm. and TikTok and music has really been democratized yeah. but yeah. everyone is still trying to find those clicks yeah. so a lot of stuff now sounds so derivative mm. yeah but also there's a lot more out there and we're also a lot more connected and hooked to stuff right mm. at one time we were just listening to remember to like the same to thing. the same thing yeah. you'd get a cassette yeah now i'm really showing my age you, <laughs> <laughs> you get a cassette and you would play that cassette until yeah. the ribbon broke over and right over again yeah but now it's like you play a song and you're onto the next song and you're onto yeah, the true. next it's you're like very, you're not very, as loyal yeah so who either. knows maybe maybe <laughs> these songs are being made all the time we're just not sitting yeah <laughs> with them as Probably. long <laughs> maybe you know, so, someone told who me knows? something interesting the other day that um and, and i think it was just like a jab at people but they were like just because you listen to artists no one knows doesn't mean you have yeah. good taste oh, in music wow. <laughs> <laughs> i agree completely i agree completely yeah some yeah. random name There's or something random person there doing something with some sitar in <laughs> <laughs> that make you deep so so mike um yeah. you describe yourself on your instagram profile right there right. as an yeah. adhd superhero yes um and that has always fascinated me i'm mm-hmm. like wow so you've put out this thing, yes. superhero, yeah. we get ADHD. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. How are those two related? Okay. Please tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I'm going to take it back to when I was in, in primary school. Mm-hmm. And so I was that kid who you'd come home with your report card and the teacher say, he has so much potential. If you just settle down, mm. if you just be serious, yeah. if you stop making noise in class, if you concentrate, you know, that was the report card year in, year out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember one day very distinctly, I remember this, this is such a um, you know, powerful memory. And I was sitting in class and I was looking around at my classmates and everybody was just writing notes and quiet. And, and, and I was like, how are they managing to sit still mm. like this? You know, and it really bugged me because I didn't have an answer for it. Right. You know, so for the longest time, I'd be like, there must be something really wrong with me because I can't sit still in class. Right, right, I'm right. very restless. I'm very jittery. I can't focus on a lecture style classroom for more than 10 minutes right. without zoning out. You know, so it was a real, real problem for me. And of course, my parents didn't have an understanding of what that could be. So it was just like, OK, you we're going to stop you from doing art so you can focus on oh, math. Oh, gosh. You know, you know that kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, which is like one of the worst yeah. things to do, right? Yeah. To exactly. a child. Completely yeah. counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. Counterproductive. But you know, parents at that time... They I didn't mean, the, understand. Yeah. You know, this was, it was <laughs> yeah. the 80s. Yeah, yeah, the only yeah. thing that you could ever grow up to be was a lawyer, engineer, doctor, doctor pilot, accountant. finish. Yeah, yeah I thought <laughs> yeah. it was only Muindis who were like that, Yeah, man. no, no, it's true. Like <laughs> Those were the only... And, and, you know, you and your art there in the corner <laughs> of the classroom isn't going to do much for getting you into those careers, you know? And so it was, it was. It was. a bit of struggle for me. It's only though when I went to college that I met a lot of creatives mm. 
and i said exploring this creative side of me and understanding that wow it's not it's not a bad thing to be this creative mm. and when i was in college is when i began now really exploring different facets of my creativity and learning how to dj learning how to mc learning how to do all these other different things mm. and it was such an eye opener for me and then later on is when i started now really trying to understand why is it i am different from other people and i stumbled across adhd mm. uh, attention deficit hyper uh, active disorder and so i got to understand ah so this is why i'm able to focus very well on creative pursuits and not on mundane administrative things yeah Yeah. yeah. And so I got to understand aha. So ADHD is not a disability. It is actually an ability that can allow you to harness your creativity in ways that actually make you money and fulfill you in in different ways. Wow, I've never yeah. heard it being described yeah, like so that. Wonderful. It's always described as a disability as a to yeah. me. Yeah. 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 So for me it wasn't and then I got to so so people would ask me, "How are you able?" So there was a time for most of my life I've done three jobs at the same time. So people used to ask me, "How are you doing three jobs at the same time?" Like you don't get tired. But then so when I started really interrogating that is when I got to understand that if I'm doing things that are creative, I can hyper focus on them. And as long as they are short, you know, uh, period things, I can do multiple things at the same time. I can do radio, finish radio, go and DJ, finish DJ, go do an MC gig, finish that, go do something else, you know. And they all bring money. So <laughs> my ability to do all that is what I term as being a superhero. I get and it. It's incredible. The underlying structure that allows me to do that is my ADHD. But what's wow. interesting is you're able to do all these creative things but you're still become you would have studied to be a lawyer. Yeah. That's a really that's not creative. That's hard work. It's yeah. admin, it's Yeah. papers, it's books. It's yeah. How did you do that with the ADHD? So the thing so at that time when I was in, in when I was doing my my law, you know, when you think about lawyers and you look at all these TV shows that are there, everybody oh, man, every, Harvey every, and Suits. Yes, everybody wants to be Harvey Specter and walking into the courtroom with your 500,000 shilling suit <laughs> and your Ferrari parked in the basement there somewhere it doesn't really work that way. so you I finish. know you know I I dated a guy who called himself a lawyer in the UK for like yeah. a week or I was like you're nothing like Harvey you're dumb <laughs> <laughs> Yes I mean you want to be that and you know you want to walk into the you yeah. walk into the courtroom uh at the last minute and put your suitcase <laughs> and say your honor <laughs> and yeah everybody yeah. win the case objection Play objection Move to strike exactly yeah, yeah. and everybody is clapping at your genius it doesn't work that way. you come back home and the cases that you're getting uh mugambi hit my car and you know we have to figure out <laughs> who pays what so those are the, <laughs> those are the, majority, those are the majority of the cases we call it ambulance chasing those yeah. are the yeah. majority right, of right, the cases right, that right. lawyers handle so ambulance chasing is actually about 80% of the practice in the country so wow. it's only wow. the few lawyers who do these really high profile cases everybody right. else is doing these other things and so like i said i was around a lot of creatives and so they were doing a lot of different things and i was like oh wow you you dj so let me let, let me let, let me let me tag along with you and find out how you do that oh you you do this other thing let me find out how you do that and so i managed to balance it all out mm. where's your heart though are you a lawyer at heart or are you a, a dj at heart are you a media personality i mean where's your heart why do you have to have, uh, why, why, why do you have to have one thing i love it you see this is the thing like you are you are this energy and this energy can go in all sorts of directions and we are conditioned to just limit it in a very narrow way and that's not how life is lived life is lived by you thriving you are put here to thrive and so find you know reach your highest potential by doing all the things that you could possibly do because 
can you imagine um the last few minutes of your life on this earth mm. and think about the things that you would regret not having done. Yeah. Think about those things, write them down on a paper, and then go and do them. I've, I'm getting goosebumps. I really am because <laughs> you're crazy. speaking my language because I think our conditioning is, okay, you're going to become a lawyer. You're going to do the nine to five yeah. or in a lawyer's case, mm. seven to seven or whatever. <laughs> That's your job. You're going to yeah. make lots of money and you're going to buy the nice house and, and the car. But your creativity is like dumbed down you're not allowed to do it yeah. whereas you're saying here you can do it all you can have it all Absolutely. and that's a great message to give that yeah. actually and creativity yeah. is it's it's a valid career to it be is. a creative that's wonderful the, 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 the creative economy now is like in it's billions and mm. billions of dollars so my son is also a creative mm. and that's why i tag him along in all these things that i do mm. because I really want him to see a pathway. Mm. Yeah. That find edu- academics and education is important, mm. but then there are also these other ways that you can express yourself and learn about you. So it's a, all part of his self-awareness journey as well to find out what are these things that, you know, really draw me and really fulfill me. That's okay. different to your upbringing, right? Because yes. your dad Definitely. was very Actually, much that's I was yeah. Yeah, yeah. You seem to have uh, you seem to be someone who has made decisions of yeah. their own yeah. that really don't fall within the norm. Yeah. How, how do you get to that point? Because you're, you're talking here and, you know, I want to start snapping my fingers <laughs> because I've been a creative and mm-hmm. a person in the industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. I still don't see it quite like you do. Mm-hmm. I still see like, you know, yeah, even within the area of creativity, there's only so much you mm-hmm. can do. But you're like, nah, man, uh, look, 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 look at all these revenue streams. Yeah. Look at all of these things causing me all of this yeah. happiness and joy. Yeah. H- how do you get there? I think it's just to be intentional and to have a vision about where it is that you want to go with what you have. Also coming from a background where I felt very limited because um, I was not the academic. Mm. And so I also have a sort of axe to grind <laughs> and you know prove that this can work. But for a person who was not academic, you became a lawyer. That's yeah, not easy. Yeah. So yeah. what was law school like? Yeah. No, so law, law school was good because now law school appeals to my, to my social justice side. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So where I'm like, so one of the things that I really hate is inequality. Mm. And so that appeals to my social justice side. Mm. And I'm like, okay, fine. How can I use the law to be able to, you know, bring about a balance in society? Mm. And so I work for a women's rights NGO. And that's majority of the work that we do. How are we dealing with all these inequalities, especially for women and girls? How are we now looking at what to do with young boys so that then they're also brought up to par and, you know, they feel like they have something to contribute to the society? And by doing that, then how are you equalizing the differences between men and women, boys and girls? Yeah, wow. because I think now boys feel they're being left behind yeah. in this country because so many people are focusing on the yeah. girl oh, yeah. child, yes. right? Absolutely. So, um, we have to take a break, but I do want to talk a little bit more about ADHD and then I'm curious to know what an alien <laughs> theorist is. But before we go there, um, let's go to your next song choice. Again, showing our age, a <laughs> uh, song by Janet Jackson, Gone Till It's Gone. Uh, why? Okay, why? So again, all these songs have got specific memories for me. Um I think you all know a very famous lawyer in this country called Cliff Ombetta. Yes. Yes. The criminal lawyer. Yeah. Number one. So when I was studying, so I did my law in Mumbai. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's, I did that's my insane. That's insane right? yes, that's <laughs> How long were you there for? Six years. That's, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there, like, for a week. I'm like, let's go home. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so I was there. Um, and one of my housemates 
uh, that I used to live with was Cliff's younger brother. He's called, he's called Eric. No way. Yeah, and so Eric passed away. Okay. But mm. that that was like one of his favorite songs. Mm. Ah, yeah, so okay. Like, so it's yeah. in his memory. Yeah, so All right. Memory. Let's yeah. have Wonderful. A, let's have a listen.
Welcome back to Mindfulness, Music and More. And we're in conversation with the amazing Mike who just revealed that he was in Mumbai for six months. Why? What was that like? Six years. Six years, six years, six years, six years I mean. Years. Six, years, six, six years, yeah. Six years. What was that like? Oh, it's amazing, man. Let me tell you, um, I would not I would not trade that for anything else. That really, really was an eye-opener for me. Imagine at 18, I uh, left the country in Mumbai there was, a, there was a very big Kenyan population you can there. smell Mumbai miles yeah. before you get to it by the way just saying I it's, can say that it's it's <laughs> such it's such an amazing place it's very vibrant yeah, it's very 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 vibrant mm. so I went there and you know that's where like I really opened up as as a, as a human being mm. you know and that's where I learned all these these uh, different things and then I think I just learned the power of networking and learning how to be able to meet the right people, be in the right places, uh, expose myself to the right opportunities. And so I was, so you're a student, right? And you need to make a bit of extra money. And I had locks. Did, were you ever in a Bollywood yeah, film? Locks. Yeah. You were in a Bollywood film? Yeah, but, 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 no, but, but as an extra. Thi- that's why this was going. No, no, as an extra, yes. <laughs> I knew it. How could you, how did you know? I was, I, you, you spoiled the ending. Sorry. <laughs> I told you I spoiled the punchline. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So 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 we'd be so we'd be in these Bollywood movies and we'd be in this. Uh, what I, film? Do you I, remember any no, film? I, I, no, I can't you remember. must remember one. I, I am so going to the such a long this time. This is what nineties. This is nineties, but somebody. This I'm going to go like and check all the films <laughs> in nineties and see if there's a guy with dreadlocks. Somebody said. So this is the funny thing. Somebody said. So one of the students that we used to study with there sent me a clip of um, a movie that I was in, but it's 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 in passing. So the camera is panning and. I'm dancing somewhere there in the corner. And, and you were yeah. dancing, no <laughs> less. <laughs> was, I mean, it a, was it a big dance number? No, no, it was a big dance number. You know how Bollywood movies are all these They like, take all the songs. extras yeah. from, yeah. 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 And so I what, was an extra in a Bollywood movie. Yeah, and I can tell you exactly what film and what second to watch. <laughs> I can't believe you can't. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been I, in a Bollywood movie as well. That was shooting in Philadelphia. Oh my goodness. See? It was an actual Bollywood film shooting in Philadelphia, but the... The the investor was a not straight person, mm. so it never went into oh, post production. It didn't mm. make it past post post production. Wow! Yeah, Pole Mugambi. Yeah, it didn't come See, out. See, the difference between you and Mike and me is we've been in films that have been produced and in cinema, and they were shocking, yes. bad, bad films. <laughs> oh, really? But but but, but 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 importantly, what I got to learn from there because one of the things that I'd actually wanted to do in life was become a, a movie director. Ah. Uh, which is ironic because my cousin is a movie director, uh, mm. um, Tosh Gitonga. Oh, Tosh yeah. is your cousin. Yeah, Tosh my cousin. Okay. Yeah. So he so he went into so he, so he went into movies. Yeah. And so like he did the thing. So I always wanted to be like a movie director and all this. So when I was in Bollywood, these guys there. It, the, the the movie industry is so advanced. Yeah. It's so it advanced. Really I mean, is. you see the you see the dances and everything, and you're like, you know. Yeah. But then when you see what goes on behind the scenes, yeah. you know, I was looking at all these cameras and cranes and things and these 360 camera shots. That's the first time I saw a 360 camera shot. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, it was amazing. So what they would do, and they were really brilliant at building sets. Mm. So instead of flying the whole crew and cast to shoot in New York somewhere, they would like build Fifth mm. Avenue 
somewhere in Mumbai and shoot and it looks to a T. Mm. Wow. Like they are brilliant at that. So I was you know abs- abs- uh, you know absorbing all these different things and But also imagine yeah. now 20 30 years on yeah. it's a different industry. Yeah. It's even more advanced. The mm. money. Yeah, the that, money there. Wow. Wow. It's, it's amazing. huge. Yeah. I mean those guys like some of the stars are like gods. Yeah. They're really big. And yeah. they they earn more than Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know and and this is a guy and he's uh, and so Cricket was a huge thing there. Mm. Uh, and at that time, there was a player called Sachin Tendulkar. Yeah. That uh, guy was like a god. Yeah. The blaster you know, master. And you could see, like, he's like a superstar. Mm. Like, you, you, not like he was a superstar. Mm. He's a god. You know, companies would have him on their board just to... I mean, the guy never shows up for board meetings, but just that his name <laughs> yeah. is just on his your... Name on, yeah. yeah. And he's the, the nicest board. guy, yeah. huh? Like, yeah. I've, I've met him, by the way. Yeah. So, oh, so, wow. Yeah, I, yeah. How? He came home for dinner. Oh really? Oh look at you rubbing shoulders with dinner with such legends. So so my so my uncle is like he knows the cricketing world. Kapil mm. Dev stays at his house and mm. stuff. And they used to come to not our house but to our grandmother's house for dinner. The whole cricketing team. Sachin was there, yeah. Azruddin, Kapil yeah. Dev, yeah, the yeah. works. So through the generations. Yeah. So yeah. That's crazy. Oh wow. That's so so, so what was this 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 experience in Mumbai doing to your head? Like what is it doing to your no, to it, your psyche? I, I mean, it, it started showing me opportunity. Yeah. Mm. It started showing me opportunity. And then I started now getting to understand that, wow, so this creative side of me is actually fun. Wow. Mm. Like, yeah. And it's not this thing that I was told would, you know, pull me down and I'd be in poverty for the rest of my life drawing pictures on the side of Kenanga <laughs> Street there somewhere <laughs> doing people's portraits. No. Like, <laughs> it was, it's not this doom and gloom story that I'd been told. Like, it's this really beautiful thing. And the amazing thing is I feel very fulfilled. That's and beautiful. I feel so very, very fulfilled. Have you been back to Mumbai since then? No, I haven't. I haven't. Would I you really like would. to go? Yes, yes, go back. I would. I would. It would be really interesting. I have a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine, who was also another housemate of mine. He, he's, in, um, he's a producer. He's also a director. So, but he goes to shoot a lot of um, marketing campaigns there. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He's based here, but he goes yeah, to yeah, shoot he there? Yeah, he shoots there, yeah. Wow. You should go. Yeah. yeah. No, so I, I would, I would him, like yeah. to go as well. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, really, really need to go. It I sounds like such a fascinating time of your life, but yeah. I feel like you live life to the fullest. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, your quote, actually, is really interesting. It's, if you have more than you need, build a longer table not a higher fence yes. I love it I love it I don't know who it's by but mm. I think it's great because I feel like you live life like that yeah. like you open your heart and your yeah. your your life to people is that how you live life yeah I, I try to see abundance and not scarcity mm. hey. yeah and hey. so if 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 you live a life of abundance and abundance doesn't mean money mm. abundance just means that you're opening yourself up to the possibility of what could be rather than what is and so Eish. if you do <laughs> if if you live if you live in that space the universe is so generous ah. if you live in that space the universe is so generous i mean think about it like um the more people you help the more doors and opportunities open up for you and when i'm talking about helping i'm talking about helping genuinely not mm. not doing it begrudgingly mm. yeah. but you know if you just live with that abundance like there's enough for everybody yeah. absolutely um the universe rewards you and i've i've experienced it in my life i've been down to a thousand shillings and somebody asked me for something and i gave him 500 right. and i was like you know we'll just share it mm. whatever then the next day i'm called for a gig with 50k mm. Mm. you know mm. and so the universe works in very mysterious ways but you have to really be intentional in putting out that energy so that it can come back to you that's beautiful i do like i that. i i have one more question it's a divisive one what do you think about rrr 
What is RRR? My oh, God, hurrah! I wish you'd love that answer. Oh man! Please don't ever RRR, watch it. Don't movie. ever watch it. It's the on movie. Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix. Yeah. You must have heard of it. They won the Oscar for the best song and all that. Oh, Natu yeah. Natu. Oh, Natu. Oh, oh, is that okay? Yeah, that big, yeah. big song. I'm so uh, glad you haven't there. watched it. Yeah. You have so gone you have up in my estimation. I've not seen it yet. No, I've not seen it. Like, like uh, yet, uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I need to. Do I need to? Shalini would prefer that you don't. We are always divided about this. Okay. I love it, and she thinks it's one of the worst movies ever made in Bollywood. Ho- well, it Tollywood, actually. Mm. But you watch it, and then you can come and discuss it, and right. then it, we'll see where you stand in my friends list. Okay. <laughs> well, she already holds you in very high esteem. Yeah, so, so don't watch it. And we're still we're still here, even if I like it and she hates it. So, oh how man, does, how does um, your ADHD play out in mm. everyday life now? Have you kind of come to terms with it did you yeah. ever take meds and what would you say to somebody who says i've just been diagnosed with adhd okay so um i i love having this conversation with very many people especially parents yeah because um and a lot of parents have reached out to me struggling with their kids who they think are going through or have adhd um so adhd is very interesting so adhd people have got very low dopamine okay levels. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so dopamine is that hormone that you know gets you up and going and gets you excited about everything right mm-hmm. so we've got very low we have very low dopamine and so we need to find ways to bring the dopamine levels up mm-hmm. okay now some people do it with medication i mean if you're in a, a country like the US where they medicate everything mm-hmm. then <laughs> over medicate yeah, yeah i mean they will prescribe you all sorts mm-hmm. of things yeah. you know and so this is how this is how it presents itself um you'll wake up one day and you're extremely low yeah. and you really have no energy to do anything mm. sometimes you can't even get out of bed mm. that compounds because a lot of people with ADHD are very empathetic people yeah mm. so you have a lot of empathy and if you're somebody like me whose social justice causes are very near and dear to you you will be weighed down by a lot of things mm. that you have no answers for mm. yeah mm. and so if you think very deeply about issues that affect society that have no clear answers you ponder and ponder and ponder and it'll drive you deeper and deeper and deeper mm. into a very dark space. Mm. And and the only thing that can break that away is by you really coming to an awareness that I have no control over all these things that happen and I have to find a way to just bring myself back to the light. And so a lot of AD, people with ADHD uh suffer from that. Mm. The, the the next thing that they have a challenge with is what uh is called time blindness. So time blindness is you have a meeting at 9 at 8 a.m. you're looking at that one hour and convincing yourself i have time to watch a series <laughs> uh, work out is that uh, make not breakfast. is that not every kenyan <laughs> in this country man so, every kenyan's late because so, they think that so 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 that 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 really is a thing for people age time blindness is really a thing for people adhd so what we do or what rather i do is I'm very conscious about time. If I need to do some, I try to be as conscious as possible. So I have like a countdown. Mm. Mm. And and so that gives me the agency mm. to start doing things faster. Mm. Otherwise ah. I'll sit down and I'll be like I have time. I have time. And then I have 15 minutes and then oh my god, the meeting is in Thika and I'm in Nairobi mm. and you know yeah. so you start panicking and rushing. So that's a very common ADHD thing. Oh, the brilliant. next the next thing with us is um disorganization mm. you know very organized people mm. and so we go through something called um paralysis by analysis mm. Mm. you start thinking about all these things you have to do 
and you get paralyzed. And then you like, get paralyzed. You can't exactly. So you start thinking, oh my god, I've got these 10, 15 things I need to do, and then you start this and leave that halfway and start something else and leave that and then go to something else. And by the end of the day, you've not done anything. Mm. So learning how to be organized is very important. In the office, I've got this big diary where I write everything down, like, mm. and so. All the things, all the actions that I need to do per program, per project, everything. So that really helps me. So it, writing things down and having them in front of you like this and visualizing them helps us organize better. I Everything that you have described, I have to some extent. Yeah. I did, and this is leading somewhere, I didn't, I actually did the research and I was like, well, as much as I have all of these things that are keeping in keeping with mm. someone who has ADHD, mm. there are some very big things that I do not mm. possess. For instance, I didn't possess a lot of these qualities mm. um, as a child. Mm. So the article I was reading said something like, yes, there are things about stress and anxiety mm. that would lead to ADHD-like mm. symptoms. Mm. However, at the same time, I had a friend, we're not friends anymore, mm. who really you know, showed up and said, you know, I think you have ADHD and mm. I think you need to go and get checked for it. Mm. What do you think? And I was like, mm. my friend, mm. you have crossed the line. Yeah. Mm. And I'm sorry, this mm. comes to an end. Yeah. Of course, there was a lot of vitriol that came mm. from his side. Mm. But I found that there's a lot of people who are taking things that are not, you know, like clinically or scientifically mm. ADHD and saying, oh, you know, it's my ADHD, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm or so my ADHD OCD about this. or oh, my whatever. OCD about this. Yeah, yeah, it becomes an excuse. Yes. Yeah, and it becomes yes. this buzzword that yeah. becomes so misused yeah. that it yes. takes the, 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 the meaning away from the actual thing. Yeah. I, I don't know what you think about No, about no, no, no I, I see that and it's become sort of like a fad. Mm. Yes, like, a fad. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, I have ADHD. Yeah. I have OCD. I'm stressed. I'm I have stressed, depression. I have depression. So it's just these words that people throw yeah. around. Yeah, right? without understanding the uh, implications exactly. and the real meaning. Yeah. And, and, and also, a lot of people throw that around because they don't want to be accountable for their yeah. actions. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. So you oh. just want something convenient to fall back on and say, but anyway, I'm that way because it's my ADHD. Yeah. Uh, you know? I see. Yeah. So, so that w- do you do you find that in your work about sensitizing people mm-hmm. about what the reality of ADHD mm-hmm. is, that mm-hmm. you have to cross that hurdle? No, what I do is that I try to have conversations and understand where are you coming from with your experience right. and, and what is that. So I'm not quick to tell people you have ADHD yeah. and you have depression and you and I'm, I'm not a clinical psychologist. Exactly. But I can only talk from my experience mm-hmm. and ask what are you going through? And if you're also going through what I am going through, this is how I have dealt with what I'm going through maybe it could work for you. If not, you could explore something else. Yeah. And so that's how I come to this conversation. Yeah, and that's the best way to come to yeah. it because from learned experience and yeah. lived experience. We have to go to your next song choice. Let's go straight into it. It's Never Forget You yeah. by Ben Sol. I'll never forget you, I'll never pretend to Tumepita kwenye jua, tumepita kwenye mvua You've always been so true, since you came through Heri ungejua, mwingine sitajua Sazile miukua zanga sana Picha zina kwanga zamana Yuliana panganga ni maulana Na sosi wezi ngoja 
Paka vile tutaona na 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 Paka vile tutaona na 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 Show me the green light Tell me you're alright Joko na dawa Umepiga shawa Deep in this dark night I'll be your moonlight Atabila power Tutakuwa sawa Na kama unaniwa Zanga sana Mina wewe tunafanana Najua pia wewe unangangana Na sosi wezi ngoja Paka vile tutaona Na 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 Paka vile tutaona Na 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 I'll never forget you. Oh, I'll never pretend to. Yeah. Welcome back to Mindfulness Music and More. That was Ben Soul with I'll Never Forget You. You didn't tell us what the um, significance of that one was. Okay, there's, there's no real significance to that song. Yeah. It's just that I thought it's one of the most beautiful songs Ben Soul has done. It is. It was such a fantastic. And, you know, just the way that there's the black and white and then the piano and, you know, the, the leaves and the trees. And it's it's it's, it's a oh, yeah, so brilliant like, song. You, you love the video as well? Yeah, I love the video as well. Like, okay. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant. I can I, I see your artistic yeah. and <laughs> you're very, like, creative and, and you yeah. have a lovely, uh, a, a great um, eye for things. True. It's really, yeah. yeah. It's really. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about two things. Uh, yes. One, of course, your work in uh, the media. Yes. Um, you're doing corporate emceeing, um, TV, radio. Yeah. All the while balancing all of these other aspects of your life. Yes. And of course, you know, you have brought this insane energy to the studio. <laughs> just with your, you know, with you, you, you've got this this booming voice and, yeah. and, and very articulate. I, I, what, what has that media journey been like in the midst of your ADHD? I, th- I think it's it's been brilliant because even how media came about was very interesting because when I'd be back at home for holidays from uh, from law from studying law yeah one of the things that I was very passionate about was going into radio 
And so I shopped my demo around to a couple of stations and nothing. No one ever called me back. That's right. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And so when I came back to Kenya in 2002 and I joined Kenya School of Law, mm-hmm. and as I was doing my law there, um, I still tried to get into this media journey. So at that, at that time, I was doing two jobs. So I was, I was uh, doing my pupillage at a law firm, but then I was also a DJ at night. Uh-huh. So... Then I was asking myself, <laughs> so I work from 8 to 5, and then I start DJing at about 8 p.m. Oh, my gosh. So between 5 and 8 p.m. Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Like, 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 radio would fit in really nicely into those <sighs> oh hours. So I, so I started being very intentional about trying to figure out how to do this radio thing. And then so in, two, in 2000 and no, this was 2007? Yeah, 2007. Mm-hmm. Homeboys were just opening their radio station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a funny thing. Where So I was staying at my mom's place, and one of the directors of the company also used to stay in the same court. Right. So, But we knew each other from seeing each other there, right? Mm-hmm. So we'd be like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Just, you know, catch some stories and then go on our way. And so I saw that they were doing an ad for uh, radio presenters. And so it was on a Saturday like today. So I went to the gym in the morning. Then I went down to Baricho Road. When I got there, there were like 10,000 people in the car park. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm tired. I've just come from training. It's hot. There are 10,000 people. How am I ever going? Everybody's trying to fill a form. And then I see the guy. And he's like, hey, Mike, you're here for the interview. Yeah, come. And he takes me through And so I get to, I don't know if you guys know Musioka. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah. get there and Musioka is the one interviewing people. And yeah. he's like, okay, say these lines and do this thing. And yeah. I did it and then I left. Right. And then two weeks later, they called me back. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I went. And then so when I get there, we're like now 15, about 12 people. And we're sitting on a bench. Everybody waiting to go into the studio to record. And everyone's talking. I'm like, my God, she has a nice voice. He has a nice voice. And I'm like, oh, wow. So anyway, I get there. And I do the recording. And I and and I leave, and so when I do that, uh, they call me like they call me back a week later, and they're like, okay, fine, we have uh, chosen you to do the drive show, and then oh, I'm wow. like, wait, Just like that, yeah. Then they're like, okay, fine, the show. Will, so you need to be here by three p.m., and the show will be ending at seven, and so I'm like, then it hit me. Oh yeah, I have a day job. <laughs> 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 How am I going to balance the two? And so I actually went and I sat with my boss and I told her, okay, fine, this is the opportunity that has come up and I really want to pursue it. Yeah. And she was like, okay, it's cool. Don't panic. What you do is you just tell me how you'll make up your hours. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And so that's how I got into radio. That's oh. so yeah. amazing. How long were you at Homeboys for? Uh, 13 years. Wow. Oh, you must have known goodness. my partner, Amar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I tell you, Nairobi is so small. It's so Nairobi small. Tiny. Yes. You know, these days I say to him, I know more people in Nairobi. And then I realize something like this. I'm like, he knows everybody. It's really annoying. Very annoying. Um, look, we need to move on to the yeah. meditation. Yeah. But I think the fact, I, I love one of the things that's really come out of today is just your, you can do it attitude. Mm. Do you not feel that? I do. I, I am challenged. You're challenged. I am. Yeah. So. I really am. <laughs> okay, let's do so. Some. Do you meditate? Uh, no, but I actually want to start learning how to do that okay because i feel it's an important space it know? is and you, i think you'd, you'd be it. i think you'd love it mm, you'd I think. Yeah. today i'm going to do a meta meditation which is a loving kindness meditation because i think we could do with some in the world at the moment so finding your comfortable position closing your eyes or lowering your gaze whatever you feel comfortable to do and i want you to put your right hand in the center of your heart and your left hand on top this is over your heart chakra just focus on your breath Feel the heartbeat under your palm, 
the warmth of the heart chakra, which is a beautiful emerald green color. And then breathing in and breathing out in your own time. Perhaps deepening the breath, slowing it down. And you'll feel your heart, which may have been racing, slowing down too. And just in your mind, repeat after me these words. Really feel them as you say them. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I feel safe from harm. May I accept myself just as I am. May I be peaceful and at ease. May I be happy. And one more time. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I feel safe from harm. May I accept myself just as I am. May I be peaceful and at ease. May I be happy. You can stay with that for as long as you like, focusing on your breath. But for now, bring your awareness back to the room you're in, back to my voice, and gently opening your eyes. How is that, Mike? Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> I think it's very apt for you because I feel yeah. like you just accept yourself as you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really a very difficult thing to do. It is. So it makes him a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think so. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and I think my journey, even what I do with my Instagram and what I do with those kind of spaces is to help people ask themselves those kind of questions about how do I begin to love myself more, accept myself for who I am and see myself as this unique individual who was put here to thrive and be the best version of themselves that they can be. And, you know... Um, Spread all this love and light in the world. That's beautiful. You yeah. do ask some really interesting questions on Instagram on your in white and black yeah. always. And yeah. they always make me stop and think. Some of them are hilarious. Some of them profound. How do you come up with these questions? Are they just th things that you... I mean, have a look. Are you on Instagram at the moment? Yeah, have I'm a look at the last couple page. of questions. Mm. How do you come up with them? I think it's just... Um, learning how to be observant about life and things mm. that happen around you and being curious and ask yourself just asking questions all the time right about everything but then you ask your and you get a lot of a lot of people come <laughs> back what have you found any i'm sorry i just saw the joke oh can i just read it out okay <laughs> kenya has set the bar set the bar next to kindergartens set <laughs> it next to hospitals in residential areas and even next to rehab centers well done <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's a fantastic no, observation. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Right. If you've been to BND, yeah, um, in Kilimani, that's yeah. right next to a children's hospital. Exactly. Yeah. And so and and overlooking a rehab center, like a rehab center, yeah, can see right crazy. into it. Then yeah. you know that's everything you need to know. Yeah. So it's just about you know just being aware of what's around you yeah. and just being curious about uh, and I think I've always been curious about life like mm. why do people think that way why why is this the norm why does everybody follow this route why does everybody think this way what is happening here why was this building put here so I, I, I ask questions about everything you do and I think yeah. like one of the questions if I remember was something like is this what our life is meant to be nine to five mm. hustling all the time yeah. and stuff and it really makes people stop and think about yeah. what they're doing it's like everyday life I find it yeah go ahead Imagine 
imagine the world as we know it was destroyed and we had to start from scratch. What survival skills do you have that would help keep you alive? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it, listeners. That's a really good one. Write in. We want to know what survival skills you would have if the world came to an end. Yeah. Oh, I have got to think about that one. Okay, oh, look. Wow. We're going to cast your way to a desert island. Mm-hmm. With, with wonderful with, light everywhere. Yeah, lots of light. <laughs> it's a nice island. Yeah. It's going to be relaxing. You can take one book with you. What would it be? Oh, the Bible. Mm-hmm. Our most favorite book mm-hmm. on the show. Why? Because so for a long time I had I ha- I had a sort of falling out with religion. Mm. Because I mean if you just look around and see what all these pastors are doing, all these prosperity pastors yeah. and everything. And then you know when you think about the history of religion, it's not very it's, mm. it's not very glamorous or mm. flattering or, you know, as you know, we romanticize it a lot. But a lot of dark things happened in the name of religion. So for mm. a while I'd fallen out with it. But then what I got to start realizing is that what um, the Bible especially does is it's a blueprint for life. Mm. It's just a blueprint that tells you if you want to be a decent human being who is kind and who is good to people and who does something meaningful in the world... Perhaps you might want to do a few of these things here mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it could work. And so then also what I started realizing is that a lot of things that, uh, you know, are, and, and stories that are in the Bible, you can actually relate to present day struggles. Mm. I mean, there were also human beings then. The mm. things they struggled with then, we still struggle with now. Mm. So if you look at now somebody like, for example, like Paul. Uh, and all these apostles and different things. And you look at the things they struggled with and you're like, wow, we are still struggling with the same thing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So what did he do with this struggle of his? He did this, he prayed this way, he did that. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe that's something to try. Okay. And you try. So I, I find that the Bible has a lot of lived experiences that we can learn from. If you look at it from that angle, and there are beautiful things that you could pick from there. And I think you could pick from any other religion as yeah. well. Yeah. It's yeah. the traditional teachings that, and yeah. the wisdom that yeah. is rather than the divisiveness of exactly. religion. Absolutely. There's a lot of wisdom there that Absolutely. you could mm. learn from. Yeah. Fabulous. What song would you take with you? Oh, just one song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Michael Jackson, <laughs> Rock With You. Oh. Okay, why? That is, to me... So, and it's got to be the extended version of the song. Okay. Because uh, unfortunately, we can't play the extended yeah, yeah. version. <laughs> we'll, try we'll do you. So, what it is, is, so of course, Michael Jackson, for me, fantastic, fantastic artist. But what, even more importantly, is Quincy Jones mm. and Michael Jackson. Mm. And Quincy's genius in arranging music. Mm. And if you listen to how the song is arranged, mm. It's done in such a fantastic way that different things that bring you into the song at different places and then the punchy lyrics by Michael and, you know, how they just all come together in such a nice way. For me, that's... I was listening to it today morning. Uh. <laughs> that that song is my get up and go song. You know, like when you need a song to be like, okay, the world is nice, sun is shining, let's go out there and do our best. I mean, it's that playing in my head right now. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think, I think, I think we're all going to listen to it quite differently <laughs> yeah. at the end of the show. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. What luxury item would you take? I find this quite interesting, though, what you've chosen. Yeah, my DJ decks. <laughs> <laughs> I always do this when I, I, as if I'm scratching. Does that still yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, still happens. I'm actually teaching my son how to DJ. Would you teach me? Yeah, I would love to learn. Yeah. I have, I can't. I'm tone deaf, by the way. Yeah, does that matter? Uh, well, it could be a problem, <laughs> but we could work no, on but that. You're, you're a dancer. You, you <laughs> understand? Dancer. I get rhythm. Yeah, okay. I get rhythm. You get rhythm. Yeah. Good. I get yeah. the beat. I yeah. get rhythm, but I can't sing for toffee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everybody sounds good in the bathroom. The acoustics are just set right Amazing. for everyone. I don't. I don't even sound good in the bathroom. That's how bad I am. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what guest would you invite to? 
to uh, Sunday brunch with you. Wow, what guest would I invite to Sunday brunch with me? Dead or alive? Dead or alive, my dad. Mm. Yeah. Wait, he passed away? Yeah. When was that? When? Oh, this is 1993. You were 14, you yeah, said. 14. Yeah. Mm. Did Were you close to him until then? Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's also what has um, informed my closeness with my own yeah. son. Yes, yeah. who's yeah. now... He's going, going 13. 13, mm. so around mm. that same age. Okay. Mm. Mike, thank you so much. We never found out what an alien theorist is. You've got to oh, tell us very quickly. Yeah. So two things I want to tell you. One, uh, in the spirit of learning how to give yourself to the world in abundance, um, I came across this phrase that was really, yes. it, it really shocked me. Um, to the core, it said, one day you will wake up and do everything for the last time and not even know it. Mm. So think about that. Uh, boom, boom, blimey. It, it just shows you how you think you have time. You, you don't. don't. Yeah. You, you don't. So an ancient alien theorist is somebody who believes that we have been visited in antiquity by otherworldly beings who helped civilization progress. Ah, ah. You're one of those. I'm one of those. Ah, okay. <laughs> we need to bring you back on the show to talk yeah, about that. Talk about that alone. Because that sounds like a whole <laughs> Next other... Next season. And yeah. Thank you for being here. It's been yeah. such a pleasure. Just a wonderful time. Thank yeah. you so much yeah. for sharing of yourself so yeah. generously and giving us all these gems and doing it with such flair <laughs> and energy. Yeah. yeah. One final question. What yeah. advice would you give your 20-year-old self back in Mumbai? Don't 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 sweat the small stuff and mm. don't worry about things you can't control. There you go. You've heard it from Mike. Mike, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. How can people reach you? Uh, I'm at Real Mike Washira on Instagram and uh, Mike Washira on Twitter and Facebook. Thank All you. Right. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at It's Mugambi and on Twitter as well at It's Mugambi. And I'm on at Just Joom across the platforms. Thank you so much to all our listeners. If you or someone you know is struggling with any of the mental health issues discussed today, please do seek professional help, whether that be a counselor or your doctor. You can also open up and share your feelings and mental health issues anonymously without fear of judgment on Bonga, www.bonga.or.ke. This is a safe space where you can start the healing process. To play out the show, we have Mike's final song choice, which is Rock With You by Michael Jackson. This has been Mindfulness Music and More with me, Shalini Bala-Lucas. And me, Mogambin Thigga. We are grateful to all of you for your time today. Thank you for listening. And until next week, stay, stay happy, happy, be, be mindful. mindful.